and we're live here on Facebook. Uh, Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. We are together. We are here. We are ready to go. Folks, um, December 31st, time to have a uh, look back at the year mm-hmm. and look forward to a brighter year next year, hopefully. Knock on, knock yeah. on wood. But anyway, um, so let's start with our headlines. Yeah, um, we have the poll question like we do every week. Uh, still going through movies this week. It's uh, we'll talk about what this week is and how we, how they came up last week. Uh, MLB makes the uh, list this week for headlines as we've had some huge things happen to the Padres. That's right, the Padres, yeah. and to a lesser extent, our Chicago Cubs and Tampa Bay Rays. What else you got, Rich? You know, we'll be taking a look and giving you our predictions for college for the college football bowl games being played on uh, being played on the first and the second, as well as the national championship semifinal games. Uh, looking at the NFL and giving you our predictions for Week 17, and uh, we're gonna do our second week of uh, NHL preview as we're gonna give you our our two playoff winners from each division. And finally, to end the show today, Rich and I are going to both discuss what we feel like is the biggest news story of 2020. Stay tuned for that. Obviously, there's going to be, uh, you might disagree. Let us know in our comments, uh, either on our uh, Facebook page or on our fan page, what you think the biggest news story of 2020 is in the world of sports. Not just the world, but the world of sports. Um, let me see if I can roll that intro. Give me just a second, folks. Sorry. We're running kind of low-tech. Uh, I don't have my whole studio, so... See, Mike, you call it low-tech. I think it was just unplugged. So we're going to try this. Maybe. Somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Fix the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay. Yes. And for so, the benefit of our podcast listeners, we are back. We are back. Yeah. You guys got to see me stand up, and hopefully my butt shot didn't get in there, and we don't get yelled at from Facebook for showing my butt talks. Because something bit me in my butt talks. All right, Mike. So our poll question this week looked at basketball true story. Yes. Basketball true story. So I'm bringing that up. So the movies. Um, originally we put five on the poll, but after I read a little bit more about blue chips, I chose to remove it. Oh, okay. Um, I read a little bit. They said it's loosely based off of the recruiting scandal that happened at, uh, Auburn University. Um, but they chose to go in another direction and take it, mean, invent a college in California and not even use NCAA, but NCSA. Probably due to copyright laws. So we're going to move that over to this this upcoming week's poll. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll put it on this week's poll instead. Don't expect any votes for it, but okay. So um, this week's this week's then left Hoosiers, Coach Carter, Glory Road, and Hoop Dreams. That's right. How did we do on that? You know, uh, Coach Carter won as it got four votes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Hoosiers got one vote. Glory Road got one as well. We do appreciate you guys joining in for those. Um, this week, 
We are doing basketball dramas, right? Dramas or comedies. Dramedies. Yeah. Whatever. It's all, it all, there's romance, there's comedy, there's, we got a few different ones. So we're going to start out with Blue Chips. Mm-hmm. We're putting that in. White Man Can't Jump. He Got Game. Loving Basketball. And Semi-Pro. Yes. Okay. We'll get that poll up later on today, or maybe sometime this weekend. Maybe it'll be next year. But maybe we'll get it. That's right. So, Mike, going back to this week, where where did you vote, Mike? Um, I don't remember. I, if I didn't, I don't know. So, I deleted Facebook from my phone, so I'm not on there regularly. And you would think that I would, I would be able, I would think to just jump on it anyway. Do you need help? Um. Does it say where I voted? It does. You okay. voted for Coach Carter. I mean, yeah, that's the only one that I've seen. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, before we, before posting the poll, that was the only one I had seen from the list as well. But I watched Glory Road um, after getting off the air that night, just so I could have, be able to accurately vote and not just vote for the one movie that I saw. And I liked Glory Road better than Coach Carter. It might be a lot of of. Uh, of Remember the Titans. Okay. As it was the story of the Texas Western team with the coach going in and taking an unconventional approach to recruiting and getting uh, becoming the first team to have three three African Americans in the starting lineup at the same time throughout the season and then in the NCAA championship game, it was the first they were the first team to ever start in all starting five. Okay. African Americans in an NCAA title game. Okay. Good pick. I have never seen it. Maybe I will have to read it or watch it sometime soon. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. Good to know. Uh, If I ever get to watch Disney Plus without my wife. (laughs) So, um, okay. Heading back to. Sorry. Yeah, Mike. So let's let's go ahead and go over to baseball, Mike. Okay. So some moves happened this week. Yeah. So San Diego. I am officially saying it right now. If the San Diego team, as they sit, is still sitting there, they're the team to come out of. Uh, aren't they the National League? They they're in the National League West, so yep, they're going to have to get out and get over the Dodgers. They're going to beat the Dodgers. I mean, that pitching staff that they are putting together, plus what they had, the team that they had last year, mm-hmm. they're they're a hard team to look at. They they look like a great team. Um, what did they do though this week, Rich? Well, the, they acquired Hugh Darvish from the Cubs and Blake Snell and Victor Caratini. That Victor yeah, Caratini pickup is not a is no small thing. Victor has been so obviously that tells us that we expect to see um, Miguel Amaya from the Cubs. No, our or, everyday starter. Wilson Contreras. Yeah, we, we we expect to see Contreras sign a new contract or, or sign an extension. I'm going to say maybe on that one, Mike. You really think that's still up in the air? I really do. You think they're going to let Victor Caratini go and not have basically a, a, a backdoor agreement that... Uh... You may not agree with it, Mike, but I think that... They could be viewing Miguel Amaya as the guy that can come up and be their number one catcher. He could be. I. He he might be able to, but I don't think that's going to be for another year or two. 
and I agree with you. But so, they can sign somebody like your veteran catcher. That you're not going to let him fill a hole. You can't let him. If you're letting Caratini go, you got to keep Contreras. Until his contract is up, at least? No, you got to. I think you got to get an extension for it. All right. I mean, a knock on Contreras is yes. He, his pickoff, he, he has a great ability in as a defender in being able to pick yep. people off, pick people off at first base and throw out would-be base stealers. But one of his knocks is pitch framing, and that would, yeah. that is a big thing in today's game. Yeah, um, I'm, I mean we're a year or two out though from automatic pitch count or pitcher uh, balls and strikes, automated balls and strikes. It's gonna happen. You don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. But we know it's going to happen. So pitch framing doesn't matter at that yeah. point. Also, when you consider the other Cubs that are left on the roster that can bring a good return, guys like Kyle Hendricks, <coughs> Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson yep. Contreras, Javi Baez. Yep. Out of that list, I think Contreras would be the one player that can bring back the best return. Um, I think Javi has a lot of upside. I think he gets a lot of good returns. I think he's probably the best out of that, personally. I think okay. he, he can bring the most returns. Um, but I also think he's the least likely to get traded from the Cubs in that group. Okay. So, um, also, they got Blake Snell. Yeah. So, and they already had a decent starting pitching lineup. Not great, but they had decent. Enough to get into the playoffs. Enough to do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they, they are going to be without uh, Mike Clevenger, the yeah. guy that they acquired at last year's trade deadline. Is he's having Tommy John surgery, so he won't be with the team next year. Right. But he is going to be with them in 2022 because they signed yeah. up to do a two-year extension. And But even beyond that, it's just one of those things that you know that, I mean, even without him, they still have a great great starters and they got good, they got good uh, fielders and bat and batters. They're going to be a great team next year. I agree. I think it means if they're, they'll, they'll for sure get a wild card spot. Oh, so there's one wild card or two, and if you and it shows that if you can get into the playoffs, and anything goes, and if you got a good starting rotation, man. So look out for the Padres. Uh, other than that, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, baseball talk for this week. Not really. So let's move on to the NCAA. So maybe, well, well, one thing here. Where do you think the Cubs are going with this? Is this going to, are they, do you think this is more of a retool? Or are they looking to tear things down and we're going to go into another five, three or four year period where, where we're talking more about the guys playing in the minor leagues, working their way up the majors, than we are of the of the team of the players on the major league roster. My thought, my true thought on this is more that it's going to be. Uh, I think this is this is um, Jeb kind of making starting to make his own stamp on it. Okay, he, he's got to he's got to prove that he's willing he's willing to move anybody. To, to do what he thinks it's going to take to bring longevity to our team and make our team a better team in the long run. And that's what I think this does. I don't think this is a full blow-up. But I think it's uh We're going to cut some... We, we are willing to cut some major parts out 
to make our team better. Yeah, and I'm that's my opinion on it too. I mean, you would probably have to look really hard yeah. on who these guys were. Yeah, because that was a big criticism of the Darvis trade is that well we didn't get anybody that's going to help us this year. Well, you'll get, you'll get you have Zach Davies who can slot into the rotation and hopefully yep. eat innings, but he's not a he's not a guy that you'd probably want to have on the mound in a must win situation. But even beyond but he can that, eat innings. he can right. eat innings. He can eat innings. He can hold the game. He'll do great. Now beyond that, um, I mean. The knock for the past three years mm-hmm. has been we've had guys that have had great potential or great great trade value, and we've done nothing with it. We've kept a team and let a team age past their prime. That's been the number one knock on the Cubs the past three years, four yeah. years even. They're taking a guy who was the runner-up for the Cy Young, said, we're willing to let it go. Why? Because we need to make our team better in the long run. We need to make longevity and make us a better team consistently long-term. And that's where I think this does it. Um, I think Jeb is saying, you got to... Um, the uh, Jeb was, is saying you gotta be able to blow up things and make when you have somebody that has huge trade value get what you can. We got five or six guys out of this trade. Yeah, they're and, all 18, 19 year old kids. Right, but they could. Right, could. And so here's here's the biggest knock I heard on this on this trade. Okay, none of these guys are top ten prospects in the um, in the Padres. Uh, in the Padres uh, farm system. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the Padres farm system and notice that the Padres have the strongest farm system in the league right now. Any one of these guys could have gone to half, if not three quarters of the teams and been considered one of the top ten prospects on those teams. Yes, they might not be the top ten prospects from San Diego, but on any other team, they're probably top ten prospects. Yeah. So I have no problems with this trade. I'm actually happy about it. Talk to me in two, three years when we're seeing these guys win us another championship. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I liked about the trade, Mike. We probably, if we were willing to eat or pay down more of Darvis's salary, yeah, maybe we could have gotten a guy in that top ten range. But the Cubs only have to pay $3 million of his $59 million of remaining on his contract over the next three years. That's a lot of salary cap to, to not have to eat anymore. Mm-hmm. That and gives us a lot of salary cap. I'm good with it. Also, how many we had Darvish for, what, three years? Yep. And what, maybe... He had one until, good year. He had one good year. Let's be honest. Until the second half of 2018, people were saying this was a waste of money. He was a bust. Well, and even beyond that, uh, 2019, he did all right. But yeah, it was 2019. I'm sorry. It was 2019. 2019 and 20. So the second half of 2019 and, and all of 2020. Yep. Which was a shortened 60-game season. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if he would, if they would have played a full season this year. Maybe he runs out of gas again. Either he, A, runs out of gas, or B, here's what I think, players start seeing him better. 
Because mm. what we miss is those extra 30 games in our division. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that changes the everything. And you start getting hit, hit against a lot better. I'm good with it. Let yeah. it go. He's also on the wrong side of 30 as well. He is. He is. So are we, but, you know, that's kind of why we yeah. do this <laughs> and not do this. That's right. All right, so Mike, let's go over to the bowl games. Okay. So I'm happy with the trade as well. Yep. So okay. the bowl games, Mike. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the bowl game and the matchup. You give me the winner. I'll give you the, my my pick as well. Okay. So the good. first one, the Peach Bowl. Number nine, Georgia. Number eight, Cincinnati. Peaches. I could eat peaches for hours. <laughs> um, we're going to go with Georgia. That's where they – that's that's Georgia peaches. All right. The game is in Atlanta. So what is this kind of home game? Yep. Right? Georgia. I, I like Cincinnati. They're undefeated. Maybe they had something to prove that yeah. they should have been in with the big guys. Except we're talking about what is it, the Atlantic, um, All American or whatever league? All American or the Conference USA? Conference USA. That's what it was. Conference USA champions going against a, an SEC team. Mm-hmm. There's there's a huge difference. Georgia's going to take this one. Okay. Definitely. All right, Mike, down in Orlando, unranked Auburn, 6-4 and four against number 14, Northwestern University. What bowl game? Um, this is the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Ooh, Citrus Bowl. Um, and or, they have Northwestern unranked? Auburn, Auburn, who is unranked. Oh, okay. From, the, from the SEC. Yep, or we're going to go with Northwestern. I agree with you as well. Yeah. I didn't I didn't give that one to you in, uh, in pre-show. So. Yeah, okay. Okay, Mike, we'll, we'll, we'll skip over the semifinal games. Okay. Uh, so, Mike, the next one, the Fiesta Bowl on the second. Number 25, Oregon. Number 10, Iowa State. Iowa State. And they look like a good team this year. Hmm. They really are making a run for it. Um, I'm going to uh, go with the Ducks of Oregon. You would. You, you live there. I did. And our okay. last game, before we give you our picks for the college football semifinals, the Orange Bowl, number five, Texas A&M, or number 13, the University of North Carolina from the ACC. Hmm. The game is in Miami. Number five, Texas A&M from the SEC. Yeah, we're going to go Number 13, North Carolina. I got to go Texas A&M as well. Yep. Okay. And then in our bowl games. Yes, the, the semifinal bowl game. The Rose Bowl. Right? Yes. Play Dallas. Dallas. Isn't that Bama? Yes. That, that's number Notre Dame. One, yeah, number one Alabama, number four Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame looks like a great team this year. These last few years, they're back to their glory of what they were pre, uh, or in the 80, late 80s. Mm-hmm. In all of the 80s, really. Yeah, in um, the early 90s probably as well. But this this feels like Bama's official year. This feels like the year they're going to do something. They've been looking strong all year. Got to go with Bama on that one. I'd agree. I think if it was a third matchup with Clemson, I, I might be a little bit more... Yeah, if it's Clemson-Notre Dame, which it, the way that the paper would re, should read it and the way that the tail of the tape should read it, that should be who it is. Uh, Ohio State gets, I mean, they, they can't have that as this match. That would be terrible. But, yeah, I Bama's got to win, right? I, I agree. I like Alabama as well. So, um, over on the Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. we have Clemson and Ohio State. Who you got on that one, Rich? 
Um, I think Clemson's going to come out of New Orleans with the victory. I don't, yeah, that that's the way to go with that one, too. I totally agree. Um, I think if they had Trevor Lawrence in that game with, with, with Notre Dame, which was their one loss, yep, they would have won that game. They and they'd be number one. one. You think they'd be number one over I Alabama? I think they'd be number one over Alabama. The loss hurts them. The lo- uh, this, that loss, especially to Notre Dame, hurts you a lot. Um, no, I think they could have been number one if they were undefeated for the year, also winning the championship. Um, Ohio State's going to lose. Oh, we do have a comment real quick. Uh, Pastor David Hovinga, pastor of my church in Esterville, said, was great, glad to be a part of the show this year. Happy New Year, guys. We agree, David. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm sure you're going to be happy to watch Ohio State lose tomorrow in New Orleans. Let's, let's go, uh, Let's go Tigers. So, uh, any other college thing you want to talk about before? How about the fact that uh, the Music City Bowl was canceled? Okay. That was the one that uh, Iowa was in. Really? Yes. Hmm. That's kind of sucks. Being, being in a, being a, a, 45 minutes to, to Kinnick Stadium. Yeah. An hour on game day because it's so busy over there, but not these this year. But yeah, they canceled the game. So, kind of sucks. But we'll move on. COVID will do that, though. Yep. Okay, so on to the NFL. How did we do last week on our picks, Rich? All right. So, Mike, we both got our locks of the week, uh, improving our record to 12-4 and four as my pick of the Ravens beat the Giants 27-17. to 17. Yep. And, Mike, your pick of the Chiefs, they came out with a victory, although it was a close game. It was 17-14 to 14 over yep. the Falcons. Yep. Over on the upsets, Mike, we neither of us got it. Yeah. As uh, you're now four and twelve, as your pick of the Colts did not beat the Steelers, as the Steelers won 28-24. It was a close game, a lot closer than my upset pick, as my pick of the Titans over the Packers didn't happen either, as Green as the Pack won 40 to 14, dropping my record down to eight, seven, and one. Yeah, that Green Bay team is a special team. But this week, I don't think they have a chance. We'll get to that in a minute. And our and Christmas why. Eve game, which yep. broke the tie for Thursday night football. You picked the Saints. I took the Vikings just to break our tie. The Saints won 52-33. to Yep. So you get you win with an 8-7 and seven record. I have 7-8. and eight. Okay. Um, this week, our locks of the week. Um, Rich, who do you think is going to win handily this week. You know, my lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Saints over the Panthers. The Saints need a win if they want to have any chance of getting over, getting that number one seed over Green Bay or over Green Bay or even Seattle. Yeah. And I'm sure that they don't, they don't want to play outside. So yep. they're going to be motivated to win. Um, my lock of the week is going to be the Vikings over the Lions. Okay. I think the Vikings are a better team. That's, I, that's all I got. Yeah, Detroit's kind of a mess right now. Yep. And uh, I think even the Vikings without Dalvin Cook, yeah. who, who left the team to be with his family after the passing of a family member, yep. they can. I think they're, they can still go into Detroit and get the win. Yep. Uh, upset of the week this week, I'm going to take Arizona over the Los, Los Angeles Rams. I have a reason, folks. Let me explain. Go ahead. I have been terrible at picking upsets this year. You have. I need Arizona to lose 
So if I pick Arizona to lose or to win, they should lose, according to how my upset picks have been going this year. So if I pick Arizona, hopefully they lose. That guarantees the Bears to win or to be in the playoffs. Even if they lose, they can be in. Uh, but I also want the Bears to win too. So all right, I'm going to go with the Bolts over the Patrick Mahomes less Chiefs. Okay, um, that probably is a fairly decent one. Um, I'm surprised that they are not playing him. They already not, have the number one seed locked up. Not that. Here's the thing, though. I don't expect them to play him the full game. He starts. He plays a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, maybe the whole first half. Let him rest after that. You want to get those reps in. You want to have that going on for you just to have some of that because two full weeks off is a lot. So I'm surprised that you're doing that. Um, similar to how you, you deal with the preseason game, the, the last couple preseason games. You want to get your guys in there uh, for the last couple games just to make sure. So that's why I think it would have been better, but that's just me. Um, Rich, let's go through. Um, have you had any changes on your uh, top ten? Um, let, let's just go through the top ten. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I don't have my sheet as to who I ranked in what order last week. Yep. So let's go through our top ten, Mike. I don't think we're going to disagree probably through maybe the fifth or through the first six, if I had to take a guess. So, um, okay. Um, number one, Kansas City. Yes. Number two, Green Bay. Yes. Number three, Buffalo. Yes. Number four, New Orleans. Yes. Number five, Pittsburgh. Yes. Number six, Seattle. Yes. Number seven, Tennessee. I put the t- I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number seven. <sighs> I mean, they're not. Uh, I still think that they're going to be a team that you're not going to want to face in the playoffs. And looking at the teams that have a similar record, yeah. Why. And I mean, if you look at the t- look at the teams that Tennessee has beaten, amongst when they play other playoff teams, they tend not to show up. Because, it, I mean, the book is already written on them that if you can get out to an early lead and take Derrick Henry out of the out of the game, you've got a pretty good chance of winning of beating them. I don't think that's a bad I don't think that's a bad call, um, but no, I I, mean, I still have the t- I still put the t- the Titans in the top ten. Okay, uh, Cleveland Browns I have at number eight. You know, my number eight team was the Baltimore Ravens. Really? Okay. Um, they're playing. Sell me on it. They're playing really good right now. Yes, they had a three-game losing streak, but they're playing. They're playing their best football at the right time. And who they, they've been playing it again? I would have to look that up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will look it up. Okay. I'm gonna look it up because you know I'm I'm intrigued. Um. Let's go over to NFL so we don't have dead air time. So I'm going to go over um, to look at the standings, and I'll just click on Baltimore and their schedule. So, Mike, last week they beat the Giants and the Jaguars. Oh, how how hard is that? I know, I know. You and I could go out and beat the Jaguars or the the Giants. Come on now. Okay, so December 14th, they beat the Cleveland Browns, where they're in contention for a playoff spot. I give you that one. That one I'm okay with. December 8th, Dallas 
technically they're in the they're in a playoff spot. You're technically, gonna you're gonna play, you're gonna say Dallas makes it what makes it so that they're a decent team. Okay. All right. So the second and the tw- and November twenty second, they did lose to Pittsburgh and Tennessee, but they were close games. Okay. Time out. Pittsburgh's been exposed. Pittsburgh is not the team we thought they were. So you you can't really use that as a great example. Tennessee, they're a top ten team for real, but I, I'm still I'm starting to be convinced that that, uh, that Pittsburgh might not deserve a top ten position. But we'll see how this week goes. Um, okay, it's all right. So who'd you put at number nine, Mike? Um, number nine, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I put the Dolphins there as well. Okay, you're number 10. My number 10 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, I went with the Titans at number 10. Okay, um, where do you got the Bears this week? Um, let me tell you where at least I put the Browns real quick. Okay. I put them at number 11. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's not terrible. No. I think those first 11 teams, I have the Colts at 11. Um, I think those are the real contenders this year. Okay. After that... I have the Rams, the Ravens. You think the Ravens are a lot better than I do, but we'll agree to disagree. And then I have Vegas. Um, and then at 15, mm-hmm. I have the Chicago Bears. I actually put the Bears at number 14. Okay. Uh, I mean, they do have a fairly easy road right now. I mean, not easy. But if they win, they're in. If they... Lose, they need Arizona to lose. Yeah, so I sent you over that story. I'm just going to click on that real quick. So it does give some playoffs, some playoff implications, not just for the Bears, but for everybody else. Yeah. So for the NFC wildcard spots, the the Rams clinch with a win over with a win over Arizona, or the Bears losing to the Packers. Yep. The Bears clinch with a win over the Packers, or if the Cardinals lose. The Cardinals, all they need to do is win. No, that's not true. Cardinals clinch with win. They can't clinch with a win. If the Bears win or the Cardinals lose, if that is a true statement, they need to win and the Bears to lose. My story from uh, ESPN is saying that the Cardinals just need to win. If they lose, they're gone. They're done. But if they win, they're in. Um, I see that that's what it says, but, but the, it would have to be a, um, it would have to be an and in the Bears win and, and Cardinals lose for the Cardinals only way to get in is with a win. That's because that's, I mean, there's probably some tiebreakers that they're not going into and there's a, we can, I'm not going to waste the time on going through all the playoff implications that could happen on the AFC side of the uh, of the grid because there's a lot. Oh a yeah, lot, a lot still at stake. The, for the AFC AFC. is wide open. Um, we thought the Bears getting in made, meant that the NFC was kind of a weird thing to happen, but man, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think the Bears have a decent chance. I agree. I mean, they're looking good. 
And I, I think win or lose, I think you I think you bring it back, you roll it back, and you bring back the coaching staff. And I think at this point, unless a great quarterback falls and you take him, um, give Mitch another year. What if what if there's ways to trade up to get a great quarterback? Not just uh, somebody falls into your lap, but if you have the ability to trade up to somebody. Are you willing to trade up? Because I don't think I would want to trade it up to okay. get a, to get a quarterback. I think there are a lot more holes. I mean, if, if I if I could say the Bears could do anything, I would Fix almost say line? yes. You you look for the best offensive lineman that comes into your draft position. And we're gonna get into that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's we, a couple of weeks. I mean, that's a, about a month away. Like that, we still got a few months to go. We got to get through the through the playoffs still. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's head off the gridiron and step onto the ice. That's right. The NHL uh, starts this week or next week. Next yeah, week. next week. But uh, we're going to give you our division winners as our second week of preview. Next week we will give you our predictions on who wins it all. That's right. We um, The Stanley Cup matchup and who wins it all even though they're redoing how they're doing the playoffs this year, so it's going to look weird anyway. Yeah, so that's why I mean we're just going to go with a winner. Yeah. Just a winner. No yeah, matchup, no conference that's championships. Right. Just this This is our pick to win the Stanley yep. Cup. So um, this week we're going to do our division winners and second place. Rich, let's start off in the great white north. Who are you picking out of coming out of Canada? Coming out of Canada, I'm gonna go with the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. I like the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Jets, I think, are a good pick. I went with the Canucks. The Vancouver out, Canucks. out of Vancouver. All right, Mike. Uh, who do you like coming out of the West? Uh, gotta go with the Minnesota Wild. Okay. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights. You've been really hot on the Vegas Knights ever since they came into the league. I love the Knights. Yeah. Um, I, I like Vegas as well, uh, but I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, okay. Um, they they looked decent towards the end of the year last year, mm-hmm. and uh, they look like they're figuring out how to put put games together. So I like that. Uh, next, we move to the Central. I got Nashville starting out in the Central. Who do you got for your two teams, and then I'll give you my last team. All right. Um, I like the Dallas Stars. Okay. Last year's run, Stanley Cup runner-up. Yep. And I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending Stanley yeah. Cup champion. Yep. I was going to pick. The, I picked the Tampa Bay Lightning as my second team as well. Now we got to end in the East. Um, this one for me seems a little hard because a lot of these teams still seem to be in rebuild mode. I don't know much about hockey. Okay. I really don't follow much about hockey, so I'm not going to comment on rebuild mode or they're in win-now mode. Yeah. But this is the only division, Mike, where we both pick two different teams. Yes. Um, so, so who do you like? I like the Caps and the Penguins. You know, you can't go wrong there. you got Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Yep. So as long as those two guys are healthy, those two teams usually play, play pretty well. Yep. But I, I'm going to go with the New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know I enough know. about it to make a real claim on that. But that's what we need. That's our preview, and that's our, I mean, honestly, it's basically a random guess. Uh, folks, we are going to be a little bit quick this week. 
Um, mostly because it's the end of the year. Our wives are sitting in the next room waiting for us to go get dinner. And uh, we're going to end it in the year. I think I mine is a positive story. Um, yours is a slightly controversial story. We're going to give you our votes for what the biggest sports story is and kind of go in depth and uh, our opinions on it. Um, Rich, which do you want to do first? The feel-good, or do you want to end on a feel-good story? Let's end on the feel-good. Okay. And so, it's, it's not fully feel-good, but it's close. Yeah. So my, my story of the year was athletes being allowed to be activists. Using their voices. Um, and it just wasn't using the time that they had in po- pre- or post-game yep. interviews to make their opinions known. They threatened seasons. They threatened the basketball. The NBA basketball season was threatened due to the events in Milwaukee. Yep. Doing Milwaukee, you had um, you had you had athletes leading peaceful peaceful protests. Yep. Uh, on the streets, not just being active like taking a knee on the field and or raising a fist, raising a fist during the national anthem. That those things took place too, and. Even the WNBA got some exposure because of the the, the stance that they chose to take on uh, on the action, on what happened to Brianna Taylor. Yeah, I would say um, truth truthfully, um, we have seen for years we've seen athletes make statements, and you're right. This year it's different. It's not just them making statements when they're doing press conferences. It's them going out in the community. It's the NBA players were willing to give up the rest of the money they were going to make this year. Yep. Let's let's time out a minute. That is huge. Yep. And you have NBA contracts are the second biggest contracts bar in in, in American professional sports. And they were willing to give up millions, tens of millions of dollars. That's speaking with your pocketbook, folks. That's saying this hits home so much for me that I'm not willing to. I'm not. I'm willing to give up ten million dollars. That's that's huge. And a lot of these guys are guys that don't come from families that can afford to lose ten million dollars normally. Now nowadays they're to a point where they can. Mm-hmm. But LeBron James comes from a from a family in Akron where. They weren't that well off. And he was willing to say, fine, I give it up. This needs to stop. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, you might not have been the sports world lost a lot of fans saying, they I'll watch when the players want to go back to being athletes again, or I'll watch when the leagues don't want to be political anymore. But a lot changed oh, yeah. this past year, and that that mean that caused a lot of the people that caused people that might have chosen to toe the line, toe the league's line, and say, you know what, I'm a player, I'm going to do what the league wants me to do, and I'm going to play. Now yeah. they chose to take their platform and use it, and unlike what Kaepernick got, there the league didn't push back and say, no, you're not going to do that, and we're going to shut you out. Yeah. Now, Rich, um, I don't have the same skin in this country that you do, so I will let you have your fi- you make your statement like you like we've made before. And I know 
We don't like making these statements, folks. But honestly, we have opinions too. Mm-hmm. I think we we've talked enough that I think if I give Rich this platform to say say what you will, ninety nine percent of the time I'm going to agree with him. So, as you have, are the one with the skin in the game with this country, what's your feelings on it? I didn't like that they chose to do it, but it is their right to do it. So I am glad. So, I mean, as much as I'd like to say that, you know what, like the like the comments that got made across some media outlets of, you know what, stick the dribble in the basketball when LeBron James was getting getting some pushback from comments that he was making. If I'm not that their athletes choosing to be political and maybe taking a stance that I don't agree with. That's not going to stop me from watching the sports that I enjoy to watch. Yep. You said everything I could say. So, um, so that's our that's what Rich's number one sports story of the year is. Mine is, and I got to get his name right because <laughs> uh, Laurent Deverme Cardiff, uh, Kansas City nose tackle. He's an offensive lineman. He was a guard. Yeah, guard. Sorry. Um, who opted out of the football year, mm-hmm. making, again, millions of dollars because he wanted to go back and work on the front line in COVID, uh, COVID hospitals in Canada. That's right. To make a difference for real people in their lives. Yeah, and for that, he actually earned the Canadian Athlete of the Year Award. He also was one of the five athletes that made the cover of Sports Illustrated's Athletes of the Year. Um, the one that I got, actually, was him. him. Cool. Um, so I am very much... Uh, I mean, I have family that are, that are doctors, um, and I 100% support it. He, he chose to give up the NFL life for... Uh, to help people and um, put his medical medical degree to good use. Yep, folks, that in and of itself—that's what a true hero is. Um, these guys playing football every day, these guys doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, heck, even even LeBron James willing to say, "I'm not," I, I'm willing to give up ten million dollars to uh, to protest. I think. I think that doesn't even pale into comparison to someone willing to give up his entire year's salary in order to go work the front lines of this pandemic, give up, risk his health. That's what a true hero is. I have a hero sitting next to me. That guy is a true hero for being willing to go do that. Folks, that's what it's all about. Um, that's all I got for the year for sports-wise. Yeah. Look you. Let's look forward to next year. Um, <clears throat> folks, we're, we're excited for uh, sports looking a little bit more normal. Um, looking like baseball's having their fights. We're going to get into it. We'll talk about baseball and the Players Association getting in their fights next week or next year or whenever we get to it. Um, there's stuff to talk about there. But honestly, folks, enjoy the night. Uh, be safe. Don't, uh, don't let the amateurs take you out. And uh, get home safe. Uh, that's all I got. Rich, you got anything else you want to say before we uh, log out? Um, not really. If you're listening to us on the podcast side, we hope you had a happy new year. 
And um, make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a comment um, on your uh, podcast platform of choice. Yeah. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Stick, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rick.